All right. Here we are. Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week. Got to come to you early. Yep. Um, we'll have a lot on the Super Bowl today. We'll be talking to a lot of guests. We're making up for our lack of guests in the last couple weeks. That bringing way. in a few people. Um, and we'll let you know when they come in case some of them don't answer. Yep. So you never know what's going to happen. No, you do not. Doing this in real time. It is Monday evening currently pod time. Uh, few basketball games on. Talk some live bets to start. Duke kind of messed up a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. They were mixed in the teaser for us, and they lost in the last second shot. Yep. Um, so that's where I'm at. The Heat won. I, I had them in the first half in the game. That's probably going to be my only win. Uh, what about you? Um, I need a late miraculous cover. That needs to go in. Oh, man, that would have been just massive. Oh, yeah, I forgot you need the over of the Hornets. That would have been a big one. Is he going to go? Look at him. That was weird. All right, so a little different setup for you. We'll still do our steel deal. We'll still do uh, Euphoria Talk near the end. Big episode. Huge. pop culture. A little bit of a Wolf's Corner, but a lot with the Super Bowl because it is that special time of the week. Uh, what do you want to go in first, Nick? Oh, why don't we do Steel Deal? Switch it up. Steel Deal. Let's get that out of the way. Um, I'm going to start with my Steel. Yeah. And he's shooting a free throw right now, Mr. Scotty Barnes yep. of the Toronto Raptors. I was going to take the whole Toronto Raptors, but I don't know. I just don't like them enough, but they are. They got kind a of, team, man. They got a team. I've watched them. They've been a weird team that they've just played like the Heat a couple times when I was on the Heat. Um, I was watching them with the Hornets today. And just they have a lot of guys. Like it, Fred Van Vliet, he's good, whatever, but I'm not a huge Fred Van Vliet guy. Same thing with Pascal Siakam. Come on. but <laughs> Come on, get a foul here. Foul him. This is nuts. Why aren't they fouling? They foul, or why aren't they calling it, I should say? Why aren't they calling it? They fouled him twice. Out of bounds? going to oh no well you just need them to make a shot i know but like they were following there dude and now it comes down to contested and they're not going to follow now why didn't they call it that's a bummer now is he going to follow Follow him oh yes why does he follow mellow down 13 lamello 14 seconds left and lamello just wants to foul that's why i love him save nick you just oh, need one, right? Just no. no. You need two. I need both. Scotty Barnes. Um, this is like what? What an opener! Way off track. Here. Sorry, but yeah. I, I did. Uh, I made one. What a perfect timing! My steal is going to save Nick's bet. Yes. Scotty Barnes. Come on, Scotty, and he hit the last two. One more. Come on, bring us home here. Bring us home, Scott. All right. And he does it. What a cover. <laughs> oh, man. That bet was dead that, all day. That was dead. I thought that was dead for Holy sure. Holy shit. Um, all right. Steel deal, Scotty so, Barnes. So, yeah, my steal is Scotty Barnes. And that kind of whole Raptors team between Barnes, uh, Siakam Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Aganobi or whatever his name is. Like, they just got a bunch of big guys who can rebound and shoot threes. But that's my steal. Yep. Your steal. My steal is the 2022 Buffalo Bills. 
next season. I got to remember to bet them over in their futures, bet Josh Allen MVP, bet them to win the Super Bowl. They're going to go after that home court or home field advantage, yeah, huh? Yeah, we had talked about that, and I think they're just going to come out. Um, they're going to be pissed off. I don't. I think the Chiefs are just going to be the same Chiefs, worn down. Um and then go through a lull. Yeah, the same shit. And then I think the Bengals, like, they went to the Super Bowl, so they're either going to win it or they're going to be the Super Bowl losing team, which always struggles the next year. So, yeah. uh, the Buffalo Bills, and then also Luka Doncic the rest of the year. Um, I don't know his MVP odds, but I would look to bet them. Hmm. He's slowly put together some quality stuff here, um, and they are fifth in the conference. And he's just quietly uh, there. And another uh, month of solid play. Luca MVP. Go look up his odds, whatever they he are. He needs to be for them. I think he's yeah. the most important player I mean, to his team than any player is to their team. Yeah, he's 26, 9, and 9. So If they get like a top five seed. He's going to have a shot. And then Joel's going to get hurt. And be, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Or Harden's going to go over there and ruin the season. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Speaking of which, let's go yes. to my deal. Yes. <laughs> I'm dealing James Harden. Uh, I've been dealing James Harden. Yes. But I hope people, other people start dealing James Harden as well. Uh, he's apparently once out of the Nets. A uh, situation with Kevin Durant, a guy who he's already played with. A situation with Kyrie Irving. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why he wants out. Maybe he's just not being used correctly. He's not getting the shots he wants. Uh Maybe he just hates the income tax in New York. Uh, could be a number of reasons, but he seems to be a whining kind of guy. Couldn't yep. win it with his home team of Houston. Wind his way out of there. Yep. Got to the super team. Couldn't win one with the super team. And so now he wants to wind his way out of there, play with Embiid. And I can't wait till Embiid gets to watch him play defense and just rip him apart. Yeah, I, I I like that. One other thing on my Luca thing, he's 50 to 1 right now to win the MVP. That's shocking. I like that. I, I'd put it on that for sure. Um, I am actually going to do that bet. But uh, my deal is blank right now. Um, we'll have another one. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go. My other deal is T-Wolves fans slash Twins fans. Uh, I've I know I've had this conversation with you a few years ago. I think when we were at a Twins game. Mm-hmm. But it was brought up by D'Lo yesterday after the game when he was talking about the excitement that Pat Bev brings. And he says, I don't have the quote in front of me, so I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. We need it. We need his energy to get people going, especially with our quiet-ass fans. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Yep. I don't blame D'Lo at all for saying that. I was... For years, at important Twins games, important Timberwolves games, it takes forever for our fans to seemingly get into it. Yeah. To talk about, like, the Twins, I've gone to a lot of baseball parks, and most fans, like, start standing up and clapping with, like, the bottom of the ninth if you're up two, your closer's in, throughout pretty much the whole half inning. Twins fans, they don't stand up and start clapping until, like, two strikes on the final out. Yeah. No, it's terrible. And even in postseason games, yeah. they're shitty. Um, How do you not? I, I don't – it's weird because sometimes, like the Vikings, they have good fans. That's what – the Vikings and I'm assuming the Wild do too. Yes, for sure. Which is kind of heartbreaking because 
And I also said on here, like, that Nets game that I went to, that was, like, the most electric crowd compared to any Wolves games I've ever been to. Yeah. And it was, like, it was a nothing. I I agree with them, though. I don't know if I've been to another NBA stadium besides Timberwolves, now that I'm thinking of it. Been to a few, and uh, they're just... Yeah, it sucks. The it wolves sucks. suck. So I know. I know what my I deal stand is. With D-Lo. I know what my deal is. Pro Bowl? Nope. My deal is people who don't pay their bets. <laughs> um, I can't stand fucking people that don't pay their bets. It it just like it's the low of the low. Then don't bet. Don't bet. Um, but when you're somebody that. Uh, we had a little golf outing earlier this year, and after our team won, uh, your host and myself, we won. It was like, oh no, we weren't playing for money, and it was like doing everything to get out of paying twenty bucks. And this has nothing to do with the money; it's just more about like a respect and like I don't know, just decency. Um, so that happens, and I'm kind of like, whatever. I didn't really care. It was so minimal. It was like twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh, but it was just more of like, why are you fighting this? It's It was so clearly discussed, and you're the only person that's like, no, I don't want to pay. Um, or just didn't know the bet was happening. Yeah. And it was like, dude, we talked about this on the first tee, everything. So then um, this individual called us out on here about our Packers slander, saying that they're not very good. Um, they're a shitty playoff team, and he's a Packer fan. And he called us out, and he said, put your money where your mouth is. You know, pretty pretty good call out, um, saying that uh, he wants us to bet him and give him, you know, four to one odds, which typically a bet amongst friends is usually straight up. Yeah. Um, but I get his point with all the gambling, whatever, and he wanted us to back down because normally friends aren't giving four to one odds on that. And I did back down. I was like, nah, I don't. I don't well, know yeah, I but yeah, no, but us as a podcast, we didn't back down. No, we didn't. We're a we're a t- tandem. We're I a back, team unit. I knew Nick was going to come in, and, and he called us on it, and it was like, you know, fuck it. I don't. Yeah, a hundred to win three fifty or four hundred, whatever it was, and we did the bet. So he put out this huge thing in Discord, really going at us, and then obviously so, to, to make sure, just in case we didn't say the bet was Nick. Would have to pay three hundred fifty, I believe. Yep. If the Packers won the Super Bowl, yep. And if the Packers didn't win the Super Bowl, Nick would only get a hundred. Yep. Yep. And uh, obviously the Packers lost, and I posted some stuff in there after, just you know the like, hey, do you want to pay me a Bitcoin or cash or blah blah blah, whatever it was, and um, a little fun banter. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Uh, just what you'd expect after a playoff loss, which I will say I lost so much more on the Packers actually losing <laughs> than what that bet paid me. Um, so I was rooting for the Pack. But uh, I never got a response in there, and I just realized this. Never got a response, never nothing. Um, he has responded in there to other stuff since then. Um, and then I kind of brought it up the yesterday or the day before and nothing to that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think if you're going to call people out and, like, really bring the gambling up, like, you should be the first person to pay bets. It'd be different if I brought it up and it was like, well, you know, I kind of got dragged into this. But yeah. 
that's not the case. It was like, uh, are you going to the summit? Yeah, I'm gonna come to the summit. I'm not gonna stay for the game though. Got it. Um, but yeah, I'll be there for that. So yeah, that's my deal. People who don't pay bets, I just because there's no way he'd let me skate if the roles were reversed. And again, it's not about the money. It's just like so fucking disrespectful. I believe so. Uh, that's my deal. All right. So yeah, pretty confident steel deal we have there. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm all thrown off because our normal stuff. Should we do? Do you want to say anything about Wolves Corner? Since I don't think we're gonna have a f- yeah. full section on Wolves Corner. This Real week. quick, they're rolling four wins in a row. Yeah, two they're, against Detroit, but, yeah, but take th- care of business. Those were the ones we were talking about, and they got two more easy ones coming up. And we said minimum three and one. Uh, yeah, four and zero oh probably should be, um, but they're on their way, and that's. I got on the Wolves earlier for not taking care of business in these games. And they're doing it. They're closer right now to the four seed than they are to the ten seed. Yes, yeah. that's pretty. This cool. is this is what you want. Like you got to win these games. If you win, what two more games here? Two and a half games out of the fifth seed. Uh, it's it's fun. Right there. It's fun. We're fairly healthy. Yeah, we're really healthy. We're actually we are. perfect health. I guess there's one thing I do kind of want to talk about since we are talking wolves. Do you still think we shouldn't make a trade, or do you think maybe make a trade? It depends what we're trading for. What do you think we need? I don't really want to make a trade. <clears throat> yeah. So I, 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 that's where I'm at. I don't think – because, I mean, yeah. even if you make a trade, you're not a, a championship team. No. You're not going to win the ship. Nope. No matter what trade you make. So yep. why not just let these guys go Yeah. The and only, then reassess? The only trade that I would be willing to make is – some sort of deal where it's like two second round picks or we're going like all in for yeah. a Ben Simmons. Yeah. Those I don't are, want to give up Pat Bev. I don't want to give up McDaniels. Unless we're getting like a real game changer back or we're not giving up shit and we're kind of getting a free roll. Yeah. I don't want to give up like a, hey, McDaniels for Eric Gordon. Yeah. Like, and like a Noel maybe. Like, yeah. Because then you just get older. Like, yeah. And I like at, where we're at. Let's yeah, stay there. The two percent increase maybe doesn't doesn't fix anything. So I'm with you. Um, upcoming schedule: two at Sacramento, one at Chicago, one at Indy, and then a home stand against Charlotte, Toronto, Memphis, and Philly. Um, Chicago just got Levine back, but they got worked over tonight. I don't know the next. I three. think if you win the next two, you buy yourself some wiggle room. Yeah, if you can win the next two. You lose to Chicago, maybe come back. You you beat Indy, and then maybe you beat Charlotte. And try, it's right there, man. Yeah. You just gotta keep playing. Take care of business. Keep playing. So all right, that's uh, shortened Wolves Corner. We'll maybe bring up more after the Super Bowl. Uh, but we're gonna jump into Super Bowl stuff right now. Uh, should we give Mark Stickney a call? We should. Um, let's do a quick break, and then we will hop on with Stick. This podcast. Is brought to you by ourselves. Um, we are going to be hosting a little contest for all our fans out there um, for the Super Bowl. How do you join the contest? How you join the contest is all you have to do is leave a comment on our Instagram um, for this episode. And you also have to be a follower, follower of the Instagram page. Um, 
And all you got to do is go in and comment what you think the final score will be for the Super Bowl. Um, that's a score for each team and the winner. And whoever picks the score right, or whoever is closest, if no one picks it exact, will win a airline ticket free of charge um, to anywhere in the U.S., yeah, that's a pretty uh, good deal. Uh, what, what's the Instagram page? The Instagram page. The Pod with Pat and Nick, the, I believe. Yeah, the Pod with Pat and Nick. Let me triple check that right now. Um, you know, some would say, why don't you know that? That's exactly what it is. The Pod with Pat and Nick, all one word. Uh, we're kind of blowing up right now. Um, so go do that. Go comment, like. And make sure and make sure you're following us because if you win and aren't following us, you don't win. Um, it is a free companion certificate um, from us on Delta Airlines, so we're not even sending you on some shithole like Spirit. Uh, you get to ride in the comfort of Delta. Um, so again, go comment on the post for this podcast. Score the Super Bowl and the winner. Uh, for your chance at a free airline ticket. All right, we got on the phone with us right now, longtime Bengals fan. Life, do we say lifetime? Is lifetime accurate, Mark? Close to life. Close Since to life. Like 10, 10 or 11. 10 or 11. 20 years. 20 plus years. There we go. 20 plus years, Bengals fan. Finally getting the Super Bowl. Finally getting wins in the playoffs yeah. and now a Super Bowl. Mr. Mark Stickney. Welcome. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you. So, Mark, I got to ask, like, what was the better feeling, winning the first playoff game of your life or getting to the Super Bowl? Getting to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, each week it's been progressively better. But, yeah, I mean, getting the monkey off the back, like, they lost, you know, five playoff games in a row in the first round. It's been, like, seven or eight. Um kind of recently they haven't been there for a few years but that was just it it felt totally different because it was an entirely different staff and and team it was still like a hurdle to get over being a Bengals fan and then after that it's like okay i'm actually happy with how this season's going or went if we lose to tennessee like play competitively like in a way it's got to be like looked at as a successful season and then they beat them and then Kansas City seems like there's no way this is happening, but somehow they do that, and now it's just like it's going to be hard if they if they can't complete the miracle run. Yeah, yeah, uh, quite a miracle run beating Kansas City like two times and what was it like four weeks? Uh, for our listeners who might not know, can you explain to us how you became a Bengals fan? <laughs> um, so it's hard for me, like. I honestly, I think it was partly like a color thing. Like when I was a kid, I liked orange. It's hard for me to totally remember. I know that I like started liking them. I started watching them when they drafted Carson Palmer as the first pick. And for whatever reason, I was like, I like this guy. I'm like, I'm just going to become a Bengals fan. I wasn't really like a total Vikings fan ever, Um, you know, being in Minnesota. And it's like, I need a team that's different than everybody else's and i like orange and let's do this and then like at that point i didn't really know like the as much the history of how terrible they have been but 
after that, you know, they made the playoffs like a respectable number of years, and it's just every year it's kind of heartbreaking to lose in the first round. It's kind of amazing, you know, those Andy Dalton teams, and they were good teams outside of the quarterback. Um, How everybody kind of knows that the Bengals are like this shoestring run organization. Um, They don't spend any money. They have six scouts. um, And how they keep coming up with these good teams uh, is kind of crazy, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like we're, these next 10 years, they're they're essentially like prime to be a top contender. Yeah. So, you know, they've built from the draft. They've even, I mean, they went out and got like free agents that are playing better than really they've ever played anywhere else as a bangle. Um but the you know to have the feeling of like okay well Joe Burrow you got to protect him but he's your quarterback for ten years then you got Chase you got you know Higgins Boyd's even like relatively young like all these players are pretty young it's just a matter of like as everybody knows somehow building an offensive line so that Burrow like doesn't get his head taken off um, so I mean it's all things look good it's a tough division. Or I think it's primed to be like a, a bounce back year for a lot of teams in division, but they should be competitive every year. And it's a tough conference as well. Absolutely. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, this game coming up this week. Uh, where's your confidence level compared to maybe some of the other playoff games uh, compared to this game? So I felt like they were going to beat Oakland, you know, even though they had you know, the streak of losing in the first round, it's still, again, it was just like a whole different, you know, team. So I didn't really feel like that came into play other than for the fans. So was pretty confident against Oakland. I felt like Tennessee was actually more of a toss up. Um, and it's just kind of like, you know, I don't, I didn't want to, I'd rather draw Tennessee than play, you know, Kansas City, Buffalo, Kansas City. I had very little confidence. This kind of feels like, the Tennessee game where it's like this, this could happen. You know, I think the Rams are look better on paper, but like, why not the Bengals? Everything's kind of like falling in place. Um, their defense steps up and delivers, you know, Burrow yeah. is just a cool guy that doesn't <laughs> like nothing seems to phase them. So it's like, they certainly can do it. You know, I understand like the favorite being the Rams and, and people being on that, but you know, it's hard to like argue against the like the Bengals at least being competitive and and why not? Yeah, why you, can't they do it? When you have that good quarterback that seems to be rolling, it it gives you a chance no matter what. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, final score prediction. Um. So, the narrative for this game, like I'm hoping it's it's the Bengals can be effective on the ground. Like everybody knows going this, like it's very you know talked about and over talked about like the the battle of the trenches which the Bengals have no comparison you know like the pass rush is going to be there um so like the only way i see them kind of containing that you know they're not going to be able to completely contain it but is by effectively running and they've kind of done that all year like they never abandoned the run like they didn't abandon the run versus the chiefs and Mixon was still very good, even on the last drive. Like that's kind of really, how they like, put him away. Yeah, he was able to get you know five ten yards a pop. So 
I'm going to go with it being probably a little bit more lower scoring, and I'll say, I mean, I'll say like 24 17. Bengals. Bengals or Rams? Bengals. Yeah. Bengals. Yeah. I'm not going to pick the Rams. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. Um, How. How nervous are you about the offensive line versus defensive line? <clears throat> uh, I mean, I'm very nervous. There's like no, it, it's no contest. You know, like they've actually, it's not like Tennessee and in Kansas City, you know, didn't have good or decent like pass rushes. And um, Tennessee sacked you know, like nine times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And they somehow won it. I mean, that's more, both those games is kind of like, they didn't really lose it. I mean, the the other team kind of made mistakes that allowed them to get back in the game and, and lost it. But, um, it again, I think it's kind of just, like, established the run. Burrow is very, like, crafty where he can kind of bounce around the pocket, and he's mobile. Like, he's not super fast, but you saw in, like, the Kansas City game, he that made Chris plays. Jones like, one, yeah, where he got yeah, out of he Chris made, Jones. Yeah. yeah, he bounced out of that, and I, he ran for the first. Um, it's like, he knows... He's got like a good presence in the pocket where he knows how to bounce around and be mobile. I think they're just going to run a lot of screens probably initially unless it gets into a big hole. Same type of game plan with Kansas City. And they they didn't give up the jump from where it was Tennessee to Kansas City was so much better, right? So it's just a matter of like can you limit it to a couple sacks? Um get enough time to make like the quick passes Burrow's just got to get get rid of the ball quick what if, what if they what can't you... run like what if donald and them they they just kind of shut it down what I, you know I See, that's like the that's like the worst case scenario for me because then i feel like if that's <clears throat> happening like it's it's not going to be like a good day for the Bengals. i mean they need to establish the run um the Bengals need to on the other end like they actually have very good linemen and two like hendrickson Hubbard. and Hubbard, I mean, they've been pretty solid all year. So they need to do the same thing as the Rams in terms of like trying to get pressure on Stafford where he's hopefully making mistakes. The Bengals have come up big every game in terms of when they're needed most, the defense. And they've got turnovers when it's needed. Even the, the Raiders game, you know, that game looked pretty bleak at the end. Whereas, all right, the Raiders, this is how this being a Bengals fan is they're going to score here on the last drive and sober, but they got the pick, you know, they intercepted Tannehill three times. It's like, <laughs> the they stops just, on it just seems yeah. kind of like the, the Cinderella, but everything's falling in place. For it sure. It feels like. Uh, awesome. One more thing. Who do you yeah. think receiver wise is going to have the best day um, of the Bengals? Assuming um, Ramsey, Ramsey's kind of saying he's going to take Chase. Yeah, I think I would probably say Higgins. I mean, just like last week, Chase was pretty much taken out of the game last week, and Higgins made huge catches. I think he had over 100 yards. Yeah. Um, and, again, like a lot of these quick passes, he was catching like slants and just like crossing patterns, um, 5, 10 yards, and it kind of added up. That's who I would say is going to have a huge game. I really think like the key is mixing, both receiving and and rushing. Like that's if I'm like betting on an MVP, 
that's not a super favorite like yeah mixon would be kind of my sleeper pick nice like it. all right uh one more question just my last one yep. uh besides joe burrow who's your favorite bengal right now uh mcpherson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been awesome i mean i love chase i love i love the receivers yep. um but how do you not love McPherson right now? And <laughs> yeah. that's a huge key too, right? Like I think he's like, was it fourteen for fourteen in the playoffs? Like if he misses one of those, the Bengals probably aren't in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so yes, I he's been he's, awesome. Him and Burrow are like the two Young coolest studs. guys I know right now. Yeah. Is Chase a little overrated? Um, I don't think so. I mean, he had a pretty amazing year being a rookie. I. Like, I'm expecting him to not have, like, a huge game this week because I think they probably can shut him down a little, but that should open up Higgins and Boyd. Um, Hopefully, Uzama is able to somehow come back. So, like, they've got other weapons. Got it. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous with them, but I agree with what you say that – it's it's going to be close, and I think anything could happen, and the Cinderella story thing could come true. So, and just for you, I'm hoping for the best for the Bengals, even though they're a division rival. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll root for them a little bit for you. Thanks, man. It's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Well, we just wanted to get your uh, opinion and get you on the pod, especially since your team's making it to the Super Bowl. Um, anything else you want to share with the pod before we let you go? No, I appreciate the time, and go Bengals. Yeah, go Bengals. Who day? Thanks, Mark. Right. Who day? See ya. All right. Um, well, that you've heard it here first from the Bengals' number one fan. Yeah. 24-17. All the information you need. Joe Mixon. Yep. I'm, I'm, I was jotting some notes down. So, all right, let's take a quick break and then uh, get in. We got one more uh, quick, or well, I should say medium guest uh, in length, uh, and then uh, we'll give you our thoughts. And Absolutely. Picks. And now we got on Io to talk on some football. Io, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's Super Bowl week. Uh, we got one game of football left. Uh, who, who you got this week? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go Rams. And I'm going Rams as, like, the safe, like, duh bet rather than, like. Joe Cool. Right. And I bet against Joe Cool for the past yeah. four weeks and proved me wrong, right? <laughs> so I'm definitely going to be that fucking idiot that, like, loses even. Nick, you've been holding on my bets. So, like, yeah. you know, every time I have, like, actually said some shit, it goes right. And yeah. And then when I have it, it goes wrong. But I know. I don't know, man. There's just no substance to the Bengals. There's nothing. I know. It- like, those. Dude, they. They got – Ryan Tannehill sucked a fat penis. Can I say that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he sucked a huge cock. And, like, they won by a field goal. Okay. Yes. Even and the Raiders they, game where they were, like, kicking ass in, like, the first half. Like, the Raiders had a chance to tie it up, like, right in the end. Right. Right. And then who the fuck are the Raiders, right? Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of which, the, dude, Vegas is not good to NFL no, right you talking no. Kamara? <laughs> no, Kamara and Henry Ruggs, like. <laughs> well, and then uh, they they had another guy. There was another guy on their team that got a DWI, and it was like, yeah, it's just I don't know. Do you see all the <laughs> longest yards posts that are being going around? Yeah. <laughs> the maggot, the yeah. yelly post, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I think, dude, I think uh, the NFL like might move it back to Hawaii. Well, like some lame ass city. So like, much more chill in Hawaii. Like it, Duluth, Duluth or some shit like that. They, they also like going into it. That was always a thing. Like, oh, players in Vegas, not a good thing. And like. They never connected the Henry Ruggs thing to Vegas. <laughs> Even though it was like a DWI and a person's kill, not that it's funny, but like that, it happened in Vegas, man. I think it's so crazy. Like, you think of like, is Pete Rose dead? No, not yet. Okay. I was going to say, Pete Rose is probably rolling over in his grave right now. Yeah. Thinking like, damn, we, 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 we glorify sports betting and now we have like oh. NFL games in and NHL and baseball games in Las Vegas. I know. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you just got to, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, but, think and, of all the people in prison over drug dealing. Yeah. You'd be losing your fucking mind. Right. <laughs> like you, oh. Right. Meanwhile, I'm worried about the well-being of Pete Rose. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Doing just fine. Just check. Certified it's still alive. Yeah. Eight years old. Yes. No, fuck the drug dealers. We talking about Pete yeah, yeah, he must be just rolling in his grave. From Cincinnati, though. Probably a Bengal fan. Yes. I uh, hope he's not listening because he's, yeah. according to y'all, he's like very alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> you got the, is it just basically the D-line? Like no, so so you obviously see my tweets. I'm out, and this was like a, this is like I'm obviously an anti-Tom Brady guy. Yeah, for me two too. reasons. A, I'm a Tom Brady realist, not a hater. Like I actually used to like Tom Brady before that 50 touchdown season with Randy Moss, and you guys yeah. started like sucking his dick and thinking he was better than Peyton Manning. No, I was always Manning. I right. I'm when a Steelers I, when fan. I, mean, you guys, I can't I just like mean, him. like the yeah. general public, right? It was just yeah. like, where do you guys go off saying that this guy who finally threw for 3,000 yards, seven years into his career, is the best quarterback in the league? Yeah. Right? Yes. Now, um, last few I years have been tough, though, for that art. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very tough. But my thing is, I still have, like, my basis of that argument has never failed, right? Yeah, me too. Like, my basis of the Tom Brady argument is the fact that he's always had a strong defense and great coaching, yep. right? Yeah. And even last year, I mean, he played with the greatest offense I've ever seen put together. Like, I'm yes. talking better than, like, the Rams and shit. Yeah. Talking about Antonio Brown being your fourth option in the passing game. Yeah. They were loaded. And the old line, right? too. Young loaded. studs. Cameron Braid and OJ Howard were like third and fourth string tight ends. Like, yeah, there. The it was. It was. Cr and even because the Chiefs are pretty loaded talent wise, and going yeah. into that game, it was like, well, the Bucks easily have more talent. They than just that. have guys on every level, both sides right. of the ball. Yes, exactly. And then let's let's talk about the Bucks D line, which I know we're not going back, but yeah. it's just like people forget Shaq Barrett led the NFL in sacks like four years ago. Yes, I actually um, bet him this year to lead the league in sacks. That didn't help. It, it, but Dominic. And Dominican Sue, yep. the greatest college player I've ever seen. Like, he should have won the highest. Vita Vea. Vita Vea, who people sleep on him. He, yeah. He's like the nastiest thing we've seen since, like, Tony Saragusa. He was, like, out for a good chunk of last year, though, right? But he came back for the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. And he ate it up. Yeah. And then um, who was the other three techniques? Oh, uh, Pierre they were Paul. One hand. Yeah. Pierre Paul with the one hand. Yep. <laughs> they got Devin both, White. Devin, Devin White, woo, I get that was a flash. He wasn't a flash in the pan. We didn't know who he was to start the season, but yeah. Devin White and then Levante David. I'm like, yeah. come on, guys. Get the fuck out of here. They raped that dude. They raped the greatest quarter, the best quarterback we've ever seen. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, I got the Rams solely because, I mean, they're better all around. I think they have better coaching. Um, it's just vets, man. It's one of those things where it's like yeah. you get to college basketball and, like, a group of seniors will beat a bunch of, like, one-and-done players like when it matters because yeah. they just have the experience. Like we're talking about Matt Stafford, which obviously I'm a Bears fan. I'm an NFC North. Matt Stafford has probably been the second best quarterback in the NFC North for the past decade, hands down. 
Yeah. Um, and some some of those years, it's been like a close second to Aaron Rodgers. Like he's put up some really impressive shit. Yeah. Um, he's not no hoe. Aaron Donald is an angry ball of butter who's just trying to fuck somebody up. Uh, what's his name? He's been there before. Um, Von Miller. Yeah. Von Miller, who you know him in a big game, he's gonna he's gonna make his name known. Yeah. Jalen Jalen Ramsey, like that's a whole side of the field you can't pass to. I swear you guys got Jamar Chase, but like that's one receiver. You know yeah. what I mean? And Jalen Ramsey's gonna tear that up. I'm not really sold. And here again, this is where I'm gonna sound like a weirdo. I'm still not sold on Joe Cool. Like I'm just not. I haven't seen anything <laughs> like. I've seen hella composure from him, which is great, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like he's gonna need more than. In football, you always talk about like coaches like at the pro level keep it real with you. Like they'll be like, hey guys, if we do what we're supposed to do, we'll win this game. Versus like, guys, we need you to band together as brothers and like yeah. we reach on each other and blah blah blah. Like this isn't a game where Joe Cool just has an average game he wins. He has to play out of his fucking mind. And I still haven't seen him play out of his mind. Yeah. Ever. Does that sound weird? No. no like, even even when they tore up Bama, like, bro, they had the best offense like I've seen in a long he, time. Well, he last week in that second half was like 11 for 17. I think he had a couple picks or one pick. He wasn't right. good in the second half. Pretty much the right. game. Yeah. And and then, like, I uh, went back and looked at that LSU team. That team was so fucking good. They I were mean, stacked. And I didn't realize it because I don't follow college football as closely as I used to. Yeah. I didn't realize it until them dudes got into the NFL and they're all basically pro bowlers now. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, Chase, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, that is – Speaking of which, I met Coach O on Thursday. Did you? How was he? <laughs> yeah. First of all, he's like five ten. No shit. Is he pretty? Yeah. Is he thick though? He like no, like he's built oh. like SpongeBob SquarePants, like he's, he's boxy <laughs> like that. Like he's literally built like a like a box of weedies. Oh but come like, on, Io, he's a listener. And mm. his head, and his head's big as fuck, but like nope. he's a sweet dude. Like he's not like one of them dickheads. Like Mike Tomlin was there, right? And Mike Tomlin walks around to feel like his dick is 40 inches long. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, no. but <laughs> it probably is, right? Yeah. But Coach O, like, he's like, hey, man, how you doing, brother? I, 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 like, I didn't even know him. He just, like, shook my hands and dapped me up. I was with, um, so uh, is, this is not, like, this is not trying to, like, flash who I know. Yeah. But Ronnie Brown, you guys remember him from the Dolphins. He's actually yeah. a friend of mine. We were at Wells Fargo together as advisors. So yeah. we got really close. So I was on the field with Ronnie Brown. And I think he thought I was somebody like Ronnie, and I yeah. was not. Yeah. Hey, man, how you doing, man? He's just looking for a job, man. He was looking for a job. He was cool as shit. He was in like a Nike. He looked like a black AAU basketball dancer. He was like a Nike jumpsuit and everything. Like he was suited from head to toe. And he had no reason being out there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a nine NFL coach. He's not a current college coach. No. And he was out there every single day, like all three practices. No shit. Actually, speaking of Ronnie Brown, though, like – the best name ever, Cadillac Williams. Because oh. weren't they on the same college, college team? Same backfield. Both went first round. Yeah. And Kenny Irons got drafted first round the year after. That's so crazy. Yeah. But Cadillac Williams, what an awesome fucking name. <laughs> sick name. Um, Not as good on Madden, but sick name. Yes. But, yeah, no, anyways, yeah, no, the LSU team. I'm just not a, I'm not sold, man. And Cooper Cup might be one of the baddest white boys. And I say this every time a bad white boy comes to the league. Yeah. Like I said it about Welker. I said it about Decker. I said it about Thielen. Yeah. Like Cooper Cup is like different, bro. Like, I feel like Cooper Cup is who Adam Thielen hopes he can be one day. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of aggressive. Yeah. Well, I don't, so what's tough, I mean, Thielen really put up some numbers regardless of whatever else. Uh, but. You know, he never had like a Stafford 
throwing the ball. Right. Thank you. One thing about Thielen, man, like, Thielen got better every year. Yeah. And he just, like, uses, like, so it's weird because we always have this thing where we don't compare white receivers to black receivers. Yeah, no way. Like, anytime there's a white receiver out there, he's like, he's going to be the next uh, Chris Collinsworth. Like, yeah, yeah. Wes Welker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's going to be the next Wes uh, Welker. Steady. But, like, Thielen is like these big-bodied Des Bryant, Mike Floyd type receivers. Yes. Where, like, he can actually, believe it or not, he can he can take the top off of defense. For sure. But then, like, he he doesn't have, like, ridiculous feet, but he uses his body and his routes so efficiently. Where it's like he does the same shit Dez does. Like if Thielen's in the red zone, he's scary as fuck. Just as scary as like not just as scary as Julio, but like yes. he's on that like top sure. ten red zone threat is like Mike Evans, Julio guys to me. Yeah. So but he's Cooper really Cup, good. he's just Cooper Cup's actually and Cooper Cup and Hunter Repro are like open field. You watch those guys and they look like like Chad Johnson A B. Yeah. Except like Diet Chad Johnson. Like, they're they're like, like a vanilla Chad Johnson. They're a cross between the Welker Edelman and Thielen. They're the in right. between. <laughs> but I just never watched like Welker and those guys, and it was a different era, right? Yeah. yeah. Then you could you could touch receivers within five. Remember that rule? Like you used to be able to yes. fuck dudes up before they got to the five yard line. Now these receivers like they play hopscotch for three yards and then do their releases. Yes. But like I never saw those guys ever give anybody the feats. You know what I mean? Yes. But, like, Cooper Cup will shake the fuck out of anybody in the slot, on the numbers. Like, he's on the same team as OG, OBJ, and he's the best receiver on the team. Right what OBJ is, like, yeah, what a weird thing for him just the past five years. Like, meteoric rise and then whatever, the injuries, and now. But you, know he's, you know he's an eight-year vet, a seven-year vet? Yeah, he's been around forever, he, dude. He had, like, he two years where I was like, what? Where'd he well, go? Yeah, he's hurt. I yeah. mean, he's been hurt a ton since, and he came on so quick. Dude, he changed the game. Like, when we talk about all these kids, like, running around being super pretty football players, yeah. posting Instagram, all their Instagram workouts, and, like, dancing and, like, kind of being feminine and yeah. soft. <laughs> like, OBJ started it. He's, like, Bo Jackson-level influential. Yeah, and he had, like, the, the, the highlight hair. Yeah, and yes. that that went super popular. Yeah, not, very, not for white yeah. guys, but right. I, I mean, y'all did it first. Like, that <laughs> yeah, we did. Was popping. Yes, <laughs> that's tip? right. Got a fr- frosted yeah, tips. I know, I know you had frosted tips. Nick. Frosted tips. I did one time. I had to hide it from my dad. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> um, do, do you got one of them like big blue collar dads? I don't bring that nah. like, shit in your. Nick. Yeah, he yeah he was not into frosted tips. I will tell you that he was not into that. I had to do it. I had to like beg my mom to bring me, and then like I like hit it for like a week. He was like, Your what? dad probably just like yeah. almost kicked you out the house the day you found out you went yeah. to a salon. Fucking. The day you went, to, you found out you went to a salon to do your hair. Yeah. Like, use some tips. words that we can no longer use now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, unless you unless you're Joe Rogan. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. There we go. He's got a good podcast, so um all right, give us a, a final score prediction for the game. Um dude, I think it's gonna be like mid twenties. I need a I need a real final. Oh real final. Well let me let me start for let me get to it. So I think it's gonna be like mid twenties Rams and and they'll get like ten. The Bengals will get like 10. So I'll say like, I'll say not 28. Oh, you got a blowout. 
three. Let me let me get. I'll get twenty five to ten. I, got, cool, I like nice. twenty five to ten. Yeah. Just cool. because just because I think they're going to get out to a fast start, and McVay is going to play it safe towards the end because it's never going to be a real game. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Got it. I, I yeah. actually don't mind that. I think it might be lower scoring than what people think. So, with that being said, if the what is the one thing that the Bengals could do to maybe like make it closer, in your opinion? I mean, the same thing everyone can do: turnovers, right? Yeah, yeah. Like turnovers is literally like that's the big negator in football. I think Joe Joe Burrow's cool. I just don't see him marching on that defense. Now, yeah. Joe Mix. Actually, you know what? I take it back. Joe Mixon is going to be the game changer for this team. Wow, that's funny you say I that. Really, I really think Joe Mixon will be what like brings them to prominence because they will have to establish the run and slow down that pass rush. Because if they're passing on first and 10, like Aaron Donald is going to have like Viagra in his water bottle. Like he's going to have <laughs> such a hard arm trying to get after these guys. Uh, that is so funny. We just had Stickney on and he's like a lifelong Bengals guy. And he said the same thing about Mixon. He was like, Mixon is the key to the game. He's got to be, right? Yeah. Like he's got to be. Like they're not going to – I don't see Joe Burrow winning this with his arm. Now, shout out to him because if he does it, like, he's going to have these legendary early numbers. They were talking about yeah. like him, with the fuck, him with the Heisman, him with the National Championship, and him with the Super Bowl being undefeated oh. in the playoffs. Yeah. The one thing that, like, we thought Patrick Mahomes was going to do, and he didn't. Yeah. But Mahomes. Um, yeah, we'll see. Nick, hey, how about this? Give me some bets for this weekend because we was fucking it up the first two We're going to get and some. I think I'll, I owe you some money. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I don't know. <laughs> we got to figure. I might owe you a little, but we'll figure it out. Honestly, we're still trying to figure out the bets. I... I don't know, that Rams D, I just can't get over that D line, that mismatch, what I'm thinking about the game. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I can. You're just taking the Bengals because you're just believing in something that isn't there. I feel like I got to put, like, a small amount of money on the Bengals to hedge just because it's going to be so bad. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. The past four weeks, they've proven my dumb ass. I know. You know what I mean? All right. We got to run. Thank you. Thanks, I'll talk to you guys, man. Appreciate yeah. it. I'll hit you guys later, all right? All Sounds right. good, man. Take it easy. Thanks. All right. That was Isle. Let's go to one more break and then uh, let's get our thoughts on the game. Let's talk it through. All right. This podcast is brought to you by reoccurring sponsor, the Tom Thone Farmers Insurance Agency. As we say every time, Tom will insure everything your wedding ring, your car your house, anything under the sun, Tom will ensure. Go to our bio for more descriptions. Uh, that's Tom Thone, Farmers Insurance Agency. Okay, so we've... <laughs> what Pat doesn't want to say is we, we kind of redid the order on this. We've actually talked. Yeah, now I'm all messed up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but this podcast is about being real and transparent. We're not going to edit it out. No, slip up, stay in. Yep. So slipped up. Uh, we, uh, we already I, called everybody. That's that's where I messed up. I was like, did oh, we didn't. So, so uh, we're, we're going to go through. Now I'm going to think in the correct timeline that you're going to be hearing this. We're going to go through some prop bets and some of our ideas on what we think might happen to the game. And then we're going to get into uh, kind of rapid fire guest exchange uh, with some of our some reoccurring guests, some some new voices, just to share some thoughts, communal thoughts on the game. Uh, Nick, what what stands out to you as kind of the the yeah. make or break deals with this 
football well, game. Well, as you guys will hear a little bit later, actually, no, uh, you guys have already heard it. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it or not, but uh, a couple people, Mark and I'll both I uh, think Mixon is a very big key to the game, which I, I was a little surprised about. Yeah. Just from the fact of, like, obviously if um, Mixon plays well, that's massive. But I don't know. That's not good if you're the Bengals, right? No. <laughs> like, I don't love that. Well, what, what do you mean not good if you're the Bengals? Uh, just if you're if the Mixon's Bengals, playing it, well, I think that means the Bengals that'll be good for yeah, him. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying because uh, it doesn't yeah, look like good if, for him. If you're going in and be like, yeah, Mixon, uh, Mixon's key. Oh, two nineteen. Yeah, it's oh. only half point off from where we are. But uh, I, I, I know what you're saying because the defense of the Rams, especially against the run. I mean, I was really impressed with them against the run last week against the 49ers, who've kind of run on everybody they've wanted to. And they stopped them. Uh, the O-line issues for the Bengals, even with like a good running back like Mixon, I just don't know how it can happen. So, I don't know. Did any props stick out with you after doing that little bit of research with Mixon? Yeah. So, Mixon's Super Bowl MVP odds. I'm going to pull it up one more time. I'm pretty sure it was 33-1. to 1. Um, I got it right now. Yep, 33-1. to 1. Um I don't know. I think if you're on the Bengals, like obviously Joe Burrow, he's two to one. I had him on a future like a couple weeks ago. Mixon? No, Burrow. Burrow so I have him. Uh, I mean, Burrow's probably the right one, but he hasn't. He actually he's only got four touch touchdown passes in three games. Yeah. I mean, f- for like comparative purposes, uh, Allen had nine and two. Um, uh, what's his name from the Ravens? Flacco had eleven in the playoffs, so like yeah. You know. So do you think if like if Burrow has one touchdown, two hundred and eighty yards, and Mixon has two rushing touchdowns but only like fifty five yards rushing? Yeah, it's just going to be tough. And like it game. usually goes to the quarterback it in those does. situations because you know he's gaining the most yards. I feel like the running back needs the touchdowns and the yards in order to get it. And. Uh, Honestly, like it's been more realistic that a wide receiver gets a MVP than it is a running back. Yeah, which is shocking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like uh, with rushing yards. I'm I actually went with the other one. I think for most rushing yards in the game, I like Cam Akers I plus one hundred. Yep, I have that bet too. I think that's kind of a no brainer. I love that, and I would I would also throw in just a very very small amount on Sony. Michelle, yeah. Just in case Acres goes down. Hurt. Um and I would just do that to cover your Acres bet. Yep. Uh yes. I, I like yeah, so I'm gonna for sure do that one. Other rushing ones that I had down are actually the quarterback rushing ones. I like Stafford to get over four and a half rushing yards in the game. I yeah. think the you always see like quarterbacks do desperate stuff in Super Bowl big games, like you got nothing else to play for. So I can see Stafford getting out of the pocket. All you need is one, really, like a, f- a five-yard run, and then you win it. Minus 130. Um, and then Burrow is over 11.5 rushing yards. I like that as well. I do too, especially after last week. Um, one thing about running backs. So the last running back to win Super Bowl MVP was Terrell Davis um, mm. in the 90s, and then Emmett Smith in the 90s. And Otis Anderson in the 90s. That's the only three. Since How we- many uh, wide receivers since Terrell Davis? 
Uh, since Davis, we got one, two, three, uh, four. Four. Hmm. Four in that time, which is a Rest lot. Rest quarterbacks? Uh, no, there's a couple linebackers. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there's a cornerback. I still got that future for uh, Aaron Donald winning MVP. Yeah. Yeah, it's been two linebackers recently, actually, and then a cornerback way, way back. But um, yeah. Kind of speaking about MVP, I'll just get this one in here. Um, I've, I like the Rams to win this game, but I do – I can see it being a three-point game. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how I want to attack that. But I think a safe bet if you, want the Ram, <clears throat> if you think the Rams are going to win the game, but it might be close, is just taking Stafford for MVP minus 120. Yeah, I have a Stafford ten to one MVP already. That's 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 probably a little better. But I agree for sure on that bet. I do think Cooper Cup. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, if I he gets like all the receiving yards, so then which he normally able, does, you might be able to hedge that a little bit with betting over his one hundred seven and a half yards I have and over bets. eight and a half receptions. I do have those. So bets. I might do all of that. I those are all bets I'm going to do. Um, I another a couple long shot MVPs that I might sprinkle a little on Tyler Boyd hundred to one. Um, oh, who else? T Higgins fifty to one. Uh, I like Higgins over receptions five and a half. What did I have Higgins on for plus six hundred? Was that? I uh, uh, was that it? No, that. Um, was that most, most receiving of, yards in the game? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. I like that too. Plus six hundred for most receiving yards in the game. I, I actually also like Boyd in that. He's twenty four to one, and Van Jefferson is twenty four to one. Mm-hmm. Very very small. Um, I, you know, you probably should take Cooper Cup, but uh, those guys I like as long shots. Um, what else do I like here? I I got Cooper over one hundred seven and a half, eight and a half. I was looking at those uh, first reception bets that they have, yeah. like first reception yards, yeah. and I like the Van Jefferson vers- first reception too. over 10.5 yards. Yep, I like yards. that too. I have Van Jefferson over 18.5, his longest reception as well. I have Van over 2.5 and 31.5. And those will be close. Yeah. He usually averages two to three catches a game. Um, this prop that I have, because I'm just running through the rest of mine. I think I only have two real left that I want. Um, this is from this is my Jeff Haas prop. Yep. Uh, McPherson over seven and a half points. Love it. I think the Bengals are a field goal kicking team. That's actually a great bet. And McPherson field goal in the first quarter plus two ten. Yeah, I like McF- I really like McPherson. So I love because he's not going to miss. Yeah. And the Bengals, I think, that's why I like the first quarter one so much is because, I mean, their red zone offense hasn't been great. Yeah. And, I don't know. Yeah. You won't go for, you won't do fourth downs enough, like a fourth and five, I think, in the first quarter. One, one other one that I would do, a 9-1 to bet, 22 to 28 points scored total. Like a 17-10, mm-hmm. 14-13 game, again, Nine to one long shot. I think there is a chance that um, the Bengals don't really score much, and 
maybe the Rams. I mean, they scored three points in their other Super Bowl appearance. It's a long shot, but um, something I don't hate. Uh, in terms of... Nine to one's not bad, yeah. No, the game itself... Are you talking about, like, our bets? Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm probably going to get creative and maybe do something with the teeth. I don't know. I'll probably take Rams. Mm-hmm. Do you do a six-point tease since it's basically an even bet and go but to Rams? And I, the problem is, is I don't like the total either way. I don't way. like the total either way either. And I, I think it can lose, but it's just one of those things where I don't want to lay four with the Rams. Yeah. And I hate the total at 48 and a half. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I might just load up on the Stafford MVP. Yeah. And just kind of put my eggs in yeah. that basket. That, that's probably smart. And But I, I'm still going to bet on something like that. Under 21 and a half for the Bengals. Was that like minus... 120? 105. Oh, okay. I, I don't hate that bet because I also agree that they're field goal kicking team. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go with the under. Me too. But I still don't I still don't like to tease it because that's just a terrible thing to watch yeah. when you're watching that happen. Yeah. Um, I think it could be a good game. I worry about the Rams defense. I, there's no chance in my mind that you the You worry Bengals, about the Rams D? If I'm the Bengals. Sorry, yes. okay, I, I should have yeah. finished my thought there. Um, I think it's possible that the Rams obviously blow the Bengals out. I don't think it's possible that the Bengals blow the Rams out. I couldn't agree more. There's just no... I think that's a really good defense. I think those guys are going to show up. Yeah. Um, a lot of veteran guys. I just... What worries me with the Rams is they've clearly shown they kind of fall apart. Yeah. In the second half, fourth quarter. Even though they beat the 49ers, like we've talked on this pod, the 49ers are the ultimate choke job team in the fourth quarter, and they still almost fucked it up. Um, and McVay wasn't a great coach no. in that game. And then the Bucks game was like, a collapse we've never seen before. That collapse was worse than the 23 Falcons. I couldn't believe it. it by was a about- mile. It was so much worse. And um, I, that, and then you got Joe Burrow on the other side. So that, I, you know what I might do, thinking about it? Rams first half. Yeah. As something. Yeah, because the Bengals, big second half team against the yeah. Chiefs. I might throw that in. Um, That's got to be what, plus or minus three? Yeah. Minus three, minus 170. You know, maybe it's. What? Yeah. Well, minus. Money line. Yeah, money line, sorry. Um, You know, maybe that's something you throw in uh, the minus 170 onto some bet or even the minus three. I don't know. Yeah, Uh, because either you push or you win, at least with minus three. Yeah. It just sucks to do minus three and then in the game it's minus four. (laughs) Um, but that is I think my thought there another couple bets that I've read 
<coughs> Red places <clears throat> cup over 28 and a half longest, longest reception. reception. Um, Hubert longest punt over 52 <laughs> and a half yards for Cincy. And you like the over? <clears throat> like the over. And Rams to be the first team to call a timeout. Sean McVay <laughs> is the worst coach taking unnecessary timeouts. There's like a stat about it. I didn't see the first team to take a timeout, but um, <laughs> so that is probably one. Write that one down because that's going to be fun to root for. I mean, Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals minus one fifty. Yeah, the minus one fifty that juice sucks. Um, the only re- my only pause was seven and a half is like. He either Do they even score a touchdown. Yeah, he either needs two touchdowns or three field goals. Yeah, where if you take over one and a half, like I just feel like he's getting two field goal chances because yeah. I agree they can't score. So I'll probably. And if it gets late in the game, then they're not settling for field goals if they're getting blown out. Yeah, and for him, like you can take field goal attempts over one and a half minus one ninety five. I would take the made. Yeah, because he's It's good. minus 150 because he's, he, he's not missing. I almost looked at the Matt Gay missing a field goal. I agree. I actually just saw his name. Because um, I think he's missed in the last two games. Yeah. Including Matt going Gay. short on a 46-yarder. His Matt Gay miss is plus 285. Ooh, that's, that's kind of fun. <laughs> which I like. I will also probably take that. Um <clears throat> punts I'll probably for Huber I'll probably take over three and a half punts um yeah that's probably what I'll do yeah I, I got mine all out there I think the only one I, else I had is I was looking at the burrow over 37 and a half attempts yep just if they get down and mixing I can totally see I know both Iowa and Mark talk about mixing as in uh being the key, but I don't see that being successful, at least rushing, so they're going to be throwing it a lot. I agree. Uh, Anything else, Super Bowl? It should be a fun game. We got our summit before. Maybe we'll do a a live-action snippet part of the summit. Yeah, we'll throw out some props, too, uh, later this week of, like, our dialed-in, our favorite stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anything else with the game, or should we just End up with some pop culture euphoria talk. Yeah, even though what you guys are going to hear next are uh, everyone's picks. Yeah, sorry. Time warp. Yeah, enjoy that, and we'll catch you. On the euphoria side. Yes. All right, so it's the Super Bowl, so it's a communal event. So we figured we'd get uh, more people involved. We'll bring back some of our favorites. And first, to get their take on the Super Bowl, we have reoccurring guest, Mr. Bo Schiffler. Bo, how's it going? What's going on, guys? It's going good. All right, so we all, we're on the clock right now, so yeah. we'll, we'll give you the floor. What do you see happening in this Super Bowl and why? Well, to be honest, I, I really don't look at games till day of, keep the mind fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, right now, I think it's going to be Bengals 24, Rams 30. I like, I like the Rams to cover and over. And the over. I, I just think it's Stafford's time. It's McVay's second time there, going against a former disciple. I think it's a, I think it's a lock, lock uh, Rams win. They put Burrow on his ass six or seven times. Nice. nice. All right. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. 
All right, see you guys. Later. Now we got on uh, player, teammates of Dirty Chad and the Boys, inspiration of Dirty Chad and the Boys, Mr. Chad Prater. Everything's greater with Prater, baby. We have the Super Bowl this week, Chad. Uh, Want to just hear your thoughts, final score, prediction, all of it. What do you got? Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Long-time um, first-time. call it... Uh, 28-24, and I think the, the home team, the Los Angeles Rams, are going to take this one. Ooh, I like it. Nice. Like it. Um, all right. That's all we needed. Thanks a lot, Chad. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Take it easy, guys. And now we have on first-time caller, Kyle Kiger. Kyle, what do you think is going to happen? Give us a, a score and a prediction. Score and a prediction. Um no research involved. Nope. I've been I've been just solely focusing on the uh, card market. Thirty to twenty six. Ooh. Uh, Rams win, and I don't. I just don't think Burrow's gonna pull it off in the end. He'll have the ball last. Yep. But I just Ooh. don't think he's gonna have have the gusto to, to bring it home for the Cincinnati Bengals. So you got Burrow choking, Joe Cool. I do. Picking the end. I do. I like that. Um, yes. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Later. Next on, we have Big Luke, uh, first time on the pod as well. Glad to have him. Uh, big time Wolves fan. Uh, he is usually the one I argue with. Um, Luke, happy to have you, man. Can Appreciate you... it, man. Thanks uh, for having me on. What is your prediction? All right. Well, I'm a big over guy. So yep. I'm definitely go high score in here. Um, I think I'm going to go 30 to 27, and it's going to be. Uh, Bengals pulling out the victory. Ooh, wow, the upset. I like it. There you go. That that that's the highest score so far predicted. Yeah, I think the the Rams will end up running the ball a little bit more because the Bengals defense is kind of uh, poor against the run. But I think the offense for the Bengals is going to give uh, the the defense of the Rams some work. So. I, I, I think thirty twenty seven Bengals. All right, you heard it here first. Thank you, Luke. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Next on the pod, we have Matthew Sheeter, another first-timer, um, but we know he's been a long-time listener from the first pod till now. Matt, how's it going? Doing good. Yep, been listening since the onset. You guys are really finding your voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We always finding our niche. Like a compliment. What do you see happening in the Super Bowl? Well, I see a lot of things. A lot of disappointment. The city of Detroit, L.A. now. Matthew Stafford, the Motor City Bulldog, just gets walked off the field. I, I don't want to say it, but I think Joe Burrow completes the trifecta 24-20, which is generous. Yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, he starts an earlier conversation about being the GOAT. There Ooh. we go. <laughs> it, starts on, it starts on Sunday. starts on Sunday. There we go. 24-20, Joe yeah, Burrow. It's it's going to look worse than that score. They're going to get a garbage time touchdown. Got it. But I think it's going to be an absolute. They're going to walk them out of the building. It's going to be like the NFC Championship game with the Vikings and Eagles. It's going to be just a bloodbath. If it, so, Sheeter's calling 24-13 with about three to play. Yeah. Yeah. Three to play. Um, all right. We'll take that. We'll enter it in, and uh, we'll see where it lands. We appreciate it. Thanks, Sheeter. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. 
Now we got Lug member and Kansas City resident Tom Femright. Tom, we're looking at the Super Bowl. It's a big weekend. Who do you got winning and why? I've got a close one. Um, Rams taking it all, but a close uh, matchup, 24-23. So, Ooh, one-point Bengals. Ba- Bengals still covering. What, what line do you guys got? I got four, four and a half. Oh, yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And then under 48, 48 and a half. Yeah. You got a close one, though. Yeah. I think so. I'm I'm thinking Cincinnati's going to have a bunch of punts or a lot of uh, field goals. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of turnovers. Um, I mean, both sides, they're just going to run out the clock with their playing it safe. game. Playing it safe. Could be a defensive game, so yeah, thinking under is gonna hit, and Rams are just gonna barely take it. So, all right, awesome, thanks, Tom. Love, yeah, thanks, Tom. But pleasure being on, thanks, guys. And now we got the champion, the Luke champion, Mr. Jeff Haas, Haasy Boy 373. Haas, we're talking Thanks Super Bowl. Back. What do you think? Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. We got uh, we got some big players for my fantasy team, you know, I was riding the staff infection to two girls one cup and on the other side we got chase and uh shooter mcpherson that's yeah. kicker in the league apparently that hurts um i it's hard to go against the rams you know how much money they've invested in that team i i i'd love to see the bengals win but i think my logically i think the rams are going to take it final score I think we're going to get a couple field goals, but I think the Rams will go 31, Bengals 24. 31-24, so the over as well. All right, Jeff, thanks for your input. Thanks, Austin Boy. Of course. Yep, thanks for having me. Next up, we got Jessica Thone, formerly (laughs) Jessica Thone, Jessica Scarella, um, here to give a pick. Hi, Jess. Hi, Pat. What's your pick? Rams 30, Bengals 27. 30-27, that Why, matches though? the high. Um, I don't know. I Googled most popular score, and it was 2017, and then I was like, you know. Add 10. Um, what? Add 10 to each side. Yeah, it was like add 10, you know, going with Wren, with Stafford. Yep. Rams are my people. <laughs> All right. I like it. Thanks, Thank Jess. you. All right. Next up, we got Kevin Kerrigan uh, on the phone with us. Kevin, Super Bowl week, who you got and why? Uh, hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I've got the Rams. Uh, I think the D-line is going to light up Stafford or uh, light up Burrow. I think he's going to get buried, and I think that uh, Stafford's going to get his ring. I think it's going to be a 28-24 uh, W with some junk points in the end there from Cincinnati. Oh, okay, so not that close, but just kind of the the garbage time points. Right. Gotcha. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks, Kevin. See you guys. Now on the line we have recurring guests, Mr. Michael Musser. Musser, it's Super Bowl week. Who you think? All right, I got my prediction here. I'm going. 26 to 20. The Bengals are going to win it in overtime. Oh, I like um, it. It's a lock. I think it's going to be kind of a low-scoring affair, boring game, but it's going to get interesting in the fourth quarter. I like it. I do too. 20 to 20, and then uh, 
Bengals will get the the coin toss and Burrow's going to work it work his magic. And you said it's a lock, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. first lock. <laughs> yeah, I lock. love it. I, I've been I've been thinking about it for the last four hours. I love it. <laughs> no, All right, four thanks, Moss. Longer, most. Yep, thanks, Moss. All right, see you guys. Another recurring guest on the line. We have Mr. Jeffrey Sarberg. Sarberg, Super Bowl week. What do you think? You guys know I've been riding in the jungle all playoffs. Yep. I got the Bengals, McPherson, booting them in all day. Rams are going to take a lot of shots on fourth down, but Bengals D is going to be playing the Rams tight, 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 like Tuco on Breaking Bad, taking a hit of meth. <laughs> Bengals 23, Rams 17. Ooh, 23-17, a little low scoring, okay. Love it. All right. Thanks a lot, Sarberg. Thanks, Sarberg. Another recurring guest, Brody Steinick on the line. Brody, you know it's Super Bowl weekend, so we're getting people's picks. What is yours? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams on this one, I think. Smart. I, think, uh, I mean, I want to I wanna see Joe win as much as the next guy, but I think the Rams' defense is going to destroy him. I think Donald and Von Miller are going to rip his head off, and... I just think Rams have an overall better team. Smart. That's, that's as good as reason as any. Yep. Thanks, yeah. Brody. We, we, we need a score. Oh, yeah. Give us a, give us the score. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think the Bengals are going to get a couple points. So I think the Bengals are going to be 13, and I think the Rams are going to be 24. 13-24. 13-24. A couple 13. field goals by McPherson. Rams. Yep. All right. We got it. I like it. Thanks, Brody. Right, boys. Later. See you later. Now we got Jake Erickson, first time, long time. Well, we had him on a video. Yeah, oh yeah, time. yeah, <laughs> he's been on. Yeah, reoccurring guest, and this is the last pick. Last pick, Jake, make it last, count. Who do you like? Last pick. Good you always pick save your Bengals. best for last. Save the experts. Yes, yeah, yes, we got the Bengals for uh, for thirty. Uh, verse 27. Is, is that how we put this up? That is not how you say a score at all. <laughs> it's so clear you don't know what you're doing with how uh, you. We got the Bengals for 30. <laughs> yeah. uh, but 30 27 uh, is, is what you is were saying. Cost you great. Uh, yes. Yeah, Mark, uh, Mark Stickney. Uh, shout out to him. So yep. let, let's go, Bengals. Okay. All right. That's, That's a friendship bet. Love it. All right. Jake. Thanks, Jake. This pod is also brought to you in part by another sponsor that we've had before, Dirty Chad and the Boys. It is basketball season again, and the boys are off to a hot start. 3-0. and And you know what? Your boys haven't even been at full strength yet. Yes, that is overtime wins with five guys, two-point victories with six. When we're about to be at full strength, when do you say? Well, this Wednesday, of course. Wednesday, 9 o'clock, Concordia Gym in St. Paul. 3-0 Dirty Chad and the boys will take on another 3-0 appointment, really test our true grit, going right into the playoffs in a couple weeks. Cheer for your boys. Follow them. Uh, I don't know how, but keep in touch. Support amateur basketball. Dirty Chad and the boys. Euphoria, finally. We get the episode we've been Woo. maybe waiting for, I think, for a few oh weeks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is a little more clear-cut, not as jumpy around from person to person, Rue-centered. We talked about it last week on the pod. We we missed it from season one where it seemed to be Rue-centered. 
about Rue. And we finally got that with this episode. What an episode. It was all Rue. The Rue meltdown episode. What a fucking episode, man. I think this is a mm, top three minimum all-time episode for this show. Yes. Right now, it's number one. It's the best one of season two for sure. I think even of season one. I mean, this was such an awesome episode. I'd have to go look back at season one. Um I don't know. If anyone has seen, I talked to Nick about it, but he hasn't seen the show. If anyone's seen the HBO show Barry, it reminds me very much of the episode where he's fighting with the little girl running around like the uh, grocery store and around the neighborhood. And it's just one, seems like one long following through of a singular story. That's kind of what this reminded me of. Uh, let's, let's run through it a little bit. Uh, obviously, it opens up with Rue's mom calling out on Rue about doing drugs. Jules finally ratting out Rue. Uh, with Elliot being there, saying they flushed the pills down the toilet. Um, do you remember how much, like money-wise, the drugs were worth? Was it ten thousand? Yes, it was either ten or fifty, and I'm pretty sure it was ten. Yeah, so ten thousand dollars down the drain. I do want to say she got those drugs. What, like two episodes ago? Mm-hmm. And she said the plan to Lori, and we talked about it. Like she never mentioned the plan to us viewers right uh well yeah it it was to have the girls push them but yeah she said that to Lori. but i still don't think like she never told any of the girls about it like nothing happened with those drugs since she got them and had them in her room she's just maybe been doing them well yeah so the plan is either I don't know. There's a few things. Like, number one, the plan could have really been that, and she just didn't get to it because she got so fucked up and other yeah. stuff happened. Number two is the the plan could have been doing exactly what she did, and then she was just going to use all the drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, or plan number three was... Well, it's really those two, honestly. Yeah, and I... I just don't find, like, I, I don't know, like, she knows, I just find that hard to believe, that she would do that and take all the drugs, knowing the consequences. I thought because the first place that she took the drugs after she went to Lori's was, like, the the meeting, like, the drug meeting, and I thought she was going to try and sell them there. Yeah. But nothing, no real follow-through with any of that plan. Uh, quick question that I have for you about the chase about... Yeah. Uh, because I thought there was, even though this episode is really great, I, th- I saw a lot of unlikely scenarios. Yeah. So I just want to, maybe you can rank them, or maybe you can just tell me which one you find the most unlikely. Yeah. Uh, so, one, I don't know how she gets away from Cassie's house when she's being confronted on the stairs, and it's almost like an intervention there. Yet somehow she kind of slips past her mom and just leaves the house. I don't know how her mom just lets her walk by. So there's that. Yep. There's the way she is caught under the bed in the house. Yep. The guy sees her. It's like upstairs under a bed. Somehow she gets out. Yeah. There's the cops. Mm-hmm. Like a whole cop force is chasing her around. She's like limping. She's on drugs. She's messed up. Mm-hmm. And somehow she's hidden in a trash can. They don't see it. And then she escapes the apartment that's clearly on lockdown to keep her in. Which one do you find the most unlikely? So, do you... 
I almost don't know if that was specifically meant to keep her in. I think that's just how that place is. That's a good point. But regardless, um, I would rank them as most believable to least believable. Um, most believable would be that house. Uh, second. The house as in like. Uh, that she was locked in. Okay. Uh, second was, um, what was the first one? Uh, uh, with the with the stairs. The stairs. Um, at Cassie's place. Yeah, just because there's a commotion and, you know, a pretty big deal, and it was like a running commotion. Um, yeah. And, you know, unlikely, yes. But she also didn't get, like, a huge head start. The mom realized it pretty quick. Yeah, and somehow she still just, like, escaped. Yeah, but um, I'll say that. And then I'm going to say... In terms of escaping, like, the cop thing is impossible. There was scenes, and I noticed it more the second time I saw it, because I saw it a little bit with you after I already saw it. There's scenes where she's running in the alley, and there's a cop running behind her, and the cop is just, like, walking. It it just... So that is impossible, but I actually think... The other scene was just flat out more unbelievable yeah. from start to finish. Like, I've never seen a garage door. Like, when somebody clicks a garage door to go down, which is right after you pull out, yeah. they were down the street onto another street, and when the garage door was down. just starting to go down. It was like, that's no way. And then... Okay, she gets in there. There's no garage door thing, which whatever. And then while she's in there, th- this family has all this nice shit. But no security. No security camera <laughs> at all. And then they have a gun in a safe. And when they find, when they realize that somebody's in the house, the woman says, hey, grab the gun. This guy's face to face with this girl. She's under a bed. So she's already yeah. like... And she's fucked up. She can't run. Like, imagine her trying to, like, crawl out from under the bed. Yeah. If they have a gun, like, you got to imagine they would at least, like, pull it on her. Yeah. And, like, what did she do? Just, like, run past it? And it was just, like, everything about that scene was, like... And then she kept all the shit on yeah, her. Yeah. When the cops are chasing me... In yes. that scenario, I'm ditching all that stuff. Because then what are the cops going to do? They're going to bring you back to your mom or maybe yeah. bring you to the hospital. It, 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 yeah, that stretching, again, I love the fucking episode. And I, I really got over that. But, man, that's so far-fetched. Yeah. Like, so far-fetched. Um, many people are saying Zendaya's Emmy performance. Yeah, it was so played good. played really well. A lot of emotion and multiple scenes. Start to finish, crumbling I, with withdrawal. I will tell you from maybe hearing what people say, um, that withdrawal, the symptoms, how she played it was so accurate outside of obviously the stuff we just talked about. But in terms of her like withdrawal symptoms and all of that, Oh my goodness! It was like oh, I could just feel everything. Um, and if you've ever read about the symptoms or unfortunately had to go through it or something like that, it was like oh, it was so perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Her just going to each house that she was let in and then pretending to go to the bathroom just so she could search through uh, medicine cabinets to try and get more drugs. Yeah, and then just, like, you get the body aches. She's sweating, but she's cold. Yeah. You actually do have to shit, too, while um, you're going through that. and But she's just coherent enough to, like, she knows exactly what she's looking for, mm-hmm. but she's just, like, fucking out of it, and, oh, man. Just doesn't care that people really see her, especially no. with, like, the... Uh, it's just so the primal. situation. You're <laughs> so primal, like... Just, she's not gonna miss them, just let me have some. I was like, no, rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, You um, want some Pepto-Bismol or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Fez. <laughs> Ash, can you tell me... There wasn't, there was something missing in this episode. Do you know what it was? Cal. Oh, a penis. Yep. No dicks. Yes. No dicks. No dicks. Which was, uh. I forgot about the whole Cal thing while I was watching the entire episode. And so that's going to be another thing that we'll have to see next week. A lot of good things to look forward to now next week. Like, what is she going to do with, like, the, pulling the drugs? funny scene with Lori when Lori was just like she's growing on me because of the way that she talks yeah it's yeah. just so calming yeah I don't never really get mad yeah. but as a woman we're lucky enough to find other ways that men want to pay money for yeah. our body like basically just <laughs> asking that she should do what? prostitution in order to pay off what the money you, that she owes what did you think about her when she was shooting Rue up about saying like I forget the exact word. No, I know what you're saying. About, I when thought I we were going to be with each other, like, we A were, long time. A long time. It was so ominous. I thought, then when I first saw that, I thought maybe she was just going to kill her. I did, too. I thought that's what she was doing. And then I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Just, I don't know. It's and that really line, that is, I just don't think that's a throwaway line. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's going to come back at some point. Um, obviously, because Rue doesn't have the money. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, she's going to be more heavy involved. And then we have the Cal thing. Where'd he go? Are we going to find out more about that when he comes back? Mm. And Cassie, Maddie, Nate, the trifecta. Yeah. That was the big Kind of shocking how that happened. Yeah. We talked about it, I think, last week, where we were kind of expecting Cassie to lose it at one point and just tell. Or we had the other theory that Nate was going to get ahead of it yep. and just say that Cassie's going to make up some crazy story. Yeah. Not right. Not, 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 dr- not right. Uh, withdrawing Rue. Yeah. Oh, oh, another thing I want to touch on. I don't know if you had this. Um, fuck Jules. And Elliot... To a lesser degree. Yes. I Like, I said last week, Jules fucking pisses me off. She is so hypocritical. And, like, she's trying to fuck Elliot yeah. the entire last episode. And the only reason they didn't is because either Rue showed up or Elliot didn't want to. Yeah. Or, or, like... Elliot felt bad about Rue doing the drugs, and so he had to tell her, right? Yeah. Because that's what kind of killed the mood. And it's just like, I loved Rue calling her out 
Um, and it was pretty right on. Like for as messed up as she was in that, she made yes. some pretty good points. Like you only care about yourself. You just like being loved. It's so true. And and, and she deserved. I wanted her to cry more. It was just so. Regardless of it being the right or wrong thing, Rue's like her reasoning for doing it. It just uh, it. I hated it. It's especially with the suitcase thing too. Like that's a tough thing to get back. Uh, Yeah. Shout out to Gia. I feel like every time she gets emotional, she has her own like Emmy moment of like crying and screaming for Rue, and it's it's just as real as Zendaya's performance. I mean, shout out Gia. Gia, I feel like all they do is shoot threes in this game. Yeah. That's it. Every shot. We were actually th- looking pretty good until those last two threes. Yeah, well, three threes in a row. Yeah. One by the Knicks, and then it. all they do is shoot threes. It's like, can we just dribble the clock out and take a shot clock violation? Yeah, no uh, kidding. Um, Defensive stuff. So I just – but Gia cries more than she talks. I feel bad for her. Yeah. She's just like – Going com- through a lot. Oh, man. Uh, I, so now Rue is getting shot up. Right? Morphine. Mm-hmm. All pharmaceuticals are safe, Rue. <laughs> and <laughs> so I feel like that's going to be a slippery slope into the heroin world. <sighs> so I worry about that with her. Um, yeah. Maddie seems... I, I love Maddie this season. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see what she does. Feel worse for Cassie. I wonder if there's going to be, like, side-taking in that whole drama thing. Um, it's always weird that those girls are always together too. Yeah, and like Rue just shows up, and you forget that like they all live in that house. Yeah, and they're like friends, and like they all hug Rue. Like, yeah, Hi, Rue. and it's like fuck you. You totally forget that they're friends. Yeah, because it just seems like totally different worlds. We talked about that with the fir- or the first season when they all are hanging out at the end of the season at the dance, and he's like, "What? Yeah, I mean, you guys aren't friends, but you are. What?" Yeah. No, I, I I don't know. I don't know on that one. So, I think we're in for a, ru- a run here, hopefully, unless they mess something up of some good episodes, uh, especially with the things that we said that needs to be mentioned. Any update on person you think is going to die? Mm. Um... We got a snippet of yeah. Maddie saying that she's going to kill yeah. Cassie. Don't think that's going to happen. No. No, it's going to be someone on the edges if... Elliot? I still worry it's going to be um, Cassie's sister. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, it could be Cassie's sister, but Cal? Yeah. Throwing that one out there, too. But How? Like, Some, he seems to be, like, free now to where he, like, he doesn't yeah. care. If, I thought he was going to die because people find out and it's just going to kill him. But he obviously doesn't care about that shit now. Or one more way out there thing, Nate's brother. Because That's, like, almost too small. Yeah, no, I know. But it, they're kind of building to this death thing a little bit, it feels like. Yes. And I don't know that they want to, like, really rock the show that much. And he kind of showed up in that one episode, and maybe, like, they're not going to kill Nate. No. What about uh, K? 
Kat's boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. And that's why I also think it's Cassie's sister seems like a yes. person. Yeah. And then for they sure. perform her play that's been mentioned a few times, like yeah. without her there and it's really sad because it's really good play and I don't know. Yes. That's that's still the one that I think is my lead. Damn. Whiteside stinks. He doesn't get his hands up. All right. They score every time down, man. Good euphoria talk. Excited about what's to come. I was a little bit worried after um, the last two episodes. I liked the finish with Cal, but before that, the last two episodes were kind of worrying me. This episode gets my hopes back up. Yep. Um, you yep. got any pop culture stuff should we talk about? I don't know much about it. The Rogan situation said the N-word quite a bit. Um, it is crazy that these, like personalities and public figures are so often just caught saying that and it's like well isn't it like on his podcast too i guess so i I just like i don't know (laughs) we we weren't like we we didn't grow up in the hood or anything but like it was known that's not just never say and and the other part is it's like if we had said it we were 13 we weren't 40. Yeah. And I don't know why it's such a common used word. Um, I don't know. It's a weird thing. And, like, I like Rogan and stuff, and who who knows? It's just weird. It's just weird, man. Yeah, I, I've kind of, I haven't really listened to Rogan. Don't really have anything against it. I know sometimes, I guess, he says things that people question. Yeah. Whatever. Um so I've been kind of on the outsides, outsides of this, but I heard, like, about... I don't know. It seems to be going back and forth. I'm been, I'm just going to stay on the outside of it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I saw the... To keep up with our uh, weekly Kim and Kanye uh, talk, uh, Kanye went on an Instagram, I believe, or maybe it was Twitter. I think it was Instagram. Rant um, saying something about Kim. Yep accusing or no yeah Kanye claims that Kim accused Kanye of a hit yes to to family members quietly so nobody brought this up until Kanye brought it up so I don't know how it was accused it's really confusing it seems like Kanye just wanted it to be known yes Uh, but then it doesn't make any sense because it wasn't known until Kanye brought it up. Yeah, no, it's really weird. And there's, like, a cousin involved, too. Have you seen that at was all? Was it the text? Yeah, the it's text. like, what's her number or whatever? What's Kim's number? Yeah, and then, like, part of the text were, like, you know, it was, like, this real situation. And then, like, just out of nowhere, she's like, yeah, I, where do we get the Yeezys? <laughs> yeah. And it, He's like, I'm not talking about Yeezys yeah, right now. It's like, gosh, fucking people, man. Um, for his birthday, for the kid's yeah. birthday or whatever it is. And it's just like fucking bizarre, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. I, I guess. hope it stays goofy and nothing actually serious happens, because then that'd be like really like sad. Yes. But at this point, it's still kind of goofy, because Kanye's just being Kanye. I don't know what his, what's the girl's name again that he's seen? Um, Julia. Julia Fox. Is she yep. still in the picture? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're uh, doing doing it up. 
Um, so I don't know what she th- feels about this. Maybe I'm not sure she gives a shit. Yeah, she's, as, in, she's in it for different reasons. Yeah, as we discussed last week. Yeah, maybe love, but maybe not. Um, you know, one thing we didn't touch on last week is oh, actually, breaking news: Pete Davidson calls Kim Kardashian his girlfriend for the first time. Hmm. That uh, is that like on an interview? He missed both free throws. We love that. Um, Nah, I guess it's just kind of out there in the ether. Um, hmm, interesting. Alvin Kamara arrested. We kind of hit that with Io arrested in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, battery charges. Who knows what that's going and to be like? And it sounds like, like uh, there's video evidence of it, and it backs up the claims, which is uh, always a bummer. The person is in, like serious condition. I thought maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That up, but it was in the hospital. Do you think they knew before the All-Star game? It was like, ah, let him play the All-Star game. We'll, we'll get him afterwards. Yeah. Um, He's not going to hurt anybody playing football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Irwin's son, Chase, nearly attacked by a 12-foot crocodile. Like, why? Your dad died doing that. Like, yeah. Why, why are you... I guess if that's where the money is, like, sure, Chase 12-foot crocodiles, stay away from the stingrays. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Uh, but what I was trying to get to was Brady, retirement. We never talked about it. Um, kind of a big thing. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the retirement videos or anything like that. Did you? No. Um, but I – did you watch uh, Man in the Arena? No. You should. It's really good. I probably will because that does seem like something. Did he shoot the last episode or release the last episode? Yes, but there wasn't. I thought there was something about how he retired in it that wasn't the case. Um, Yeah, because wasn't everybody thinking that because it was delayed that they were going to see if he won the Super Bowl and then like that would be part of the last episode? I don't know. It could have been. And maybe it it seemed like it was the last episode the one I saw. But what um, do you think Brady's going to do now? His businesses, kind of what all these guys do, um, and I don't know, like stay at home dad. Yep, and just kind Stuck of live. With crypto, fuck. There, he's yeah, he's into the crypto, but uh, amazing career. He's a pretty good quarterback. He is maybe the best of all time. Without probably most Super Bowls of all time as a quarterback, we'll give him that. Yeah, but he was never the best. Probably had a single skill in the NFL during his time, except for the intelligence mm-hmm. after Manning retired. Yeah. Well, maybe like clutch. Yes, that, that is true. That is true. Like clutch and confidence. I don't know. He he was a winner. He was a really good winner. He was. He was. Which is what you want. It's it's really amazing too, looking back at it, and that's why that that documentary thing is. Really good. Anytime you can get like a all time guy during their playing career, like doing that stuff, I just always think it's cool to watch, even if I hate them. Yeah. Um, it's amazing they went ten years without a Super Bowl. The Pats. Yeah. You know he won those three early when he wasn't like super good. They went ten years, and after they lost, um, oh, who was the last one? I don't know. Before they won that Seattle one, it was getting pretty, pretty bleak there. Yeah, and then you have like the Matt Castle year. 
Yep. Um, but they didn't even make the playoffs. Some other goofy stuff. I, I kind of blank out on those years. I mean, they, those well, were a lot, they, lot of the years that the Steelers went to the Super Bowl. I yeah, guess. they they lost to the Ravens a, a few times. Uh, they lost twice to the Giants mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, they they just so lost. they were competitive. They just yeah, they lost to Manning a couple of years, Big Ben a couple of the years. No, nah, not in the playoffs. And well, earlier on. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it just like it the Malcolm Butler play. Yeah, everything changed. If that play didn't happen, I don't know. Yeah, you'll never know. But it just like it's a, amazing the career he's had since that play happened. And it's crazy. I think how he turned around that Bucks team just got players to come there and got players to stay there, and because they were so bad. I guess not so bad. Was there like six and ten before he came there? Yeah, something like that. They had, and they had a few of those skilled guys, but they well they they could score offensively. The defense was young, but they had Jameis. He threw fucking yeah. thirty interceptions. But then you get like guys like Dominican Sue, yeah, uh, Pierre Paul, uh, Leonard Fournette, Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown, for sure. Just these guys who wouldn't Gronk guys yeah. who wouldn't go on that team if it wasn't for him. Hundred percent, right? Just completely kind of change it. But congratulations to Tom. Um, yeah. You'll be able to join Ben Roethlisberger in the super in the Hall of Fame. We're good here now. Oh, don't say that. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Minute eight. Oh, are you nuts? Minute dude? eight. Minute are you eight. Fucking crazy! I can't believe you just said that. I know we're talking. Just you. Can, I that was like gambling cave rule. It. We, I didn't know it was your rule. <laughs> Now, now I feel bad. No, no, no. That's like gamble. We're we fit. Uh. I don't believe that. All right, we'll see what happens. But what happened was <clears throat> we have under two eighteen and a half, and they just went on this incredible cold streak, even uh, missing free throws. And uh, they finally hit an and one basket, and I was bummed out. And there's a minute left, and Bat just said we're good, and we should be, but. Um, I don't know these last minutes. Clock stoppage, free throws. Yeah, that's not good. They can just take on when teams are fouling and the but, other, but garbage <clears throat> threes. It right now we have sixteen points to play with. Yep, and Barrett's shooting a free throw after only five seconds going off the clock. Yeah, and we just gotta hope that they. <clears throat> we need the next to miss shots. Simple as that. Yeah. And not really to foul the Jazz. Yeah. To let them, at least his first possession, don't foul. Yeah. Like. Barrett misses one up, but they get the rebound. Oh, over the line. Don't get a T. Jazz ball. Don't get a T. A um, couple things with the pod coming up. Uh, oh, are we doing anything with the. We should have included that earlier. Are we doing a prize for yeah. Instagram? Yes. Should we include that in an earlier part? Because some yeah. people might not even be listening. Maybe we'll put that as an ad. Yeah. That's a good. A little earlier. Um, okay. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Again, go bet uh, our bet that you'll hear about earlier. Guess the final score on Instagram. Uh, and the winner, the person that correctly picks the final score right or is closest will win a airline ticket somewhere 
someone wherever. Why you would you go. even foul there with nine seconds left? I don't At that know. point, you don't even need to foul. All right, all right. We'll get some closing music. Yeah, and we'll see you out. See you when we see you. I almost want him to make these. Yeah, just put it out of reach. Yeah. See you later, folks. <laughs>